These aren't the only five by any means, right? Five Facts Friday. Five Fact Friday. I'm Charlie Lambden and it is Five Fact Friday. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It's Five Fact Friday on Friday, the 13th of October. Um, I have just recorded a very short version of this, like a three minute version, and it's on TikTok and Instagram, uh, where, especially on TikTok, much shorter attention span. They get lots of complaints about, get to the point, hurry up, you waffle too much. But this one is a waffler. Um, this is an extended Five Fact Friday because um, the last few days I have been somewhat distracted by labor and being on GB News and then getting to a big hornet's nest kicking session about Skipton's mortgage products. Um, so I'm going to go through Five Fact Friday again, and I'm just going to I'm going to just take it back to the essence of the whole point of this. So Five Fact Friday, by the way, for those of you who are new, welcome. Thank you very much for following me. I am Charlie Lambden. This is Moving Home with Charlie. It's the channel where I use my 25 odd years of experience uh, operating within the estate agency industry as a supplier, not an estate agent, a supplier of technology, where I've learnt everything about how the industry operates, and I'm here to share it with everybody to help make moving easier. My mission ultimately is a home for everyone. That's that's through this channel and also through my property website, bestagent.co.uk. And on Fridays, every Friday, and I don't think I've missed one yet, um, since I started, uh, I look at the f- at five verifiable facts that have been reported in the last seven days since last Friday. I provide links to the sources and all of them in the description below. Um, And today is no different. So today I'm going to go through the five facts that I think have the biggest significance, positive or negative, on the housing market in the UK. In no particular order, let's get into them. The first fact is that this week, uh, hello everybody, who have we got? Savkin, Ruthie, hi there, Waffle, Gavin, hello, <laughs> waffling, noisy outlier, Jamie Summers, hi there. Um, right, fact number one is that the RACS brought out their uh, monthly survey for September. Here it is. Uh, and I did a very rushed version of this yesterday, but I'm just going to go through a little bit more detail of what it says in here. Again, links to all of this below for those of you who want them. And also if you go to mhwc.co.uk, which is my website, forward slash blog, I always put them there as well. Um, so conditions remain challenging across the market, says the ROCS, which is, it's a, it's over 200 surveyors from around the country who have surveyed on their opinion of what's just happened recently and what's happening in the next three months and the next 12 months. Um, near-term outlook still down meet, although 12-month sales expectations are now stable. Now, that was the bit that a lot of the news took as, as being too positive. 12, so 12 months from now, they think sales will not, not come back up, but will have stopped falling. So it's still a pretty thin straw to clutch at. Um, so although, uh, let's just talk about buyer demand, because again, the purpose of this is to help people who are trying to make a moving decision based on what they think the market is doing now, what the market's going to do. So I always talk about things that directly affect the housing market, as well as things that affect the future of the housing market in terms of direction and prices and transactions, which is, of course, the economy. In terms of buy demand, the latest headline net balance for new buyer inquiries series came in at minus 39% during September. What that means is on the balance of everyone who 
who was asked the question, and if you go and look at the survey, you'll see all the questions that they're asked. Uh, people are asked, do you think that um, buyer inquiries were positive or negative? And this means that a net 39% balance thought it was negative. Okay, so that is a negative reading. Although it's still consistent with a weak demand picture, the latest reading is marginally less negative than the figure of minus 46% seen uh, in last month. But of course, last month was for August, which is the summer. So you always see some small sort of improvement from September to, to August. Nevertheless, most parts of the UK continue to return firmly negative readings for new buyer inquiries at this stage, which means that further negative means overall they're expecting buyer demand to continue to get worse. All right. Talking about agreed sales, that's transaction volumes. Um, and then house prices. Meanwhile, house prices remain on a downward trajectory at the national level. Indeed, the September net balance of minus 69%, that doesn't mean 69% house price falls. It's the balance of the survey respondents thinking negative versus positive. So minus 69% is virtually unchanged from last month, which is minus 68%. So in other words, last month was very bad. This month is even worse, but only a little bit worse. Signaling the pace at which house prices are falling has been consistent over the past couple of months. When disaggregated, while almost all parts of the UK are seeing house prices retreat at present, the downward pressure appears most significant across the West Midlands and the southeast of England, posting respective net balances of minus 94% and minus 91%. So that means 94% of the surveyors in the West Midlands are seeing falling prices, and 91% are seeing falling prices in the southeast. Okay, so that's fact number one. Um, I will move straight on now to fact number two, which is a story about uh, KPMG did a survey on wage growth. And wage growth cools as job cuts mount and firms cap costs. UK starting salaries for t and pay for temporary workers rose at their slowest pace in two and a half years in September, adding to signs that the labour market is cooling as higher interest rates weigh on the economy. Now, the relevance of this is that in the long term, wage, real wage growth adjusted for inflation, positive or negative, is the strongest correlation with house prices. So what's happening to wages has a bigger impact than interest rates in the long run. Interest rates are an accelerator of whatever that trend is. Um, for example, after the last house price falls, we had very low interest rates for a while, but that didn't make the house price housing market pick up. A lot of people say, oh, when interest rates come down, house prices are going to shoot back up. No, that is demonstrably wrong and false. That will only happen when wage price, sorry, when wage growth after inflation remains sustainably positive. That is what makes house prices go up, not low interest rates alone. Okay, so it's really important for everyone to understand. So that fact number two is that is a, a, from KPMG, there's a firmly negative outlook on UK wages. Number three, the IMF has reacted to the war in Israel and saying that it's going to have, unsurprisingly, a new cloud darkening horizon of the global economy. 
Okay. And it goes through this article and in particular talks about, um, so it said that at the moment, severe shocks are becoming normal in an economy, economy dominated by weak growth. This is, this is globally. Um, and they're going to be closely monitoring on the situation, especially when it comes to oil prices. Now, if oil prices do go back up sharply, that will be bad for inflation and for the economy and everything. Um, and I do think the fact that this time last week there wasn't a war, now there is a war in Israel, and it's expected to, to get worse and last for a long time, um, that is very likely to have an impact on the economy and therefore the housing market, which is why I've included it this week. Now, in much more positive news, and this really is positive news, um, Labour had their party conference uh, last week, and um, I was on GB News talking about Keir Starmer's speech, specifically insofar as it relates to housing. But this is a page on Labour's own website saying how Labour will jumpstart planning to build one and a half million homes and save the dream of home ownership. Now, they've they said the plan includes a housing recovery plan, a blitz of planning reform to quickly boost house building to buy and rent and deliver the biggest boost to affordable housing in a generation. Enhancing local voice on how housing is built with communities confident plans will be delivered. Okay, that sounds great. It doesn't say how, but it's a, it's a good plan, which I thoroughly support. The next generation of new towns, new communities with beautiful homes, green spaces, reliable transport links, and bustling high streets. Lovely idea. Nice vision. Um, yes, new towns are a good idea, depending on where they're located, provided they're in the places that people want to live. Um, but there aren't going to be any new towns before the next election starts. The, the, like It just takes longer than that. You can't build a new town and have people moved in within five years. So nice idea, but a long-term one. <clears throat> Unleashing mayors, a package of devolution to mayors with stronger powers over planning and control over housing investment. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've always thought that house building needs to be done at a local level where it's most needed. There's no point in just building houses for the sake of numbers. That, that's, that's just no point. There are places in the country now that have already got empty brand new houses built and sitting there empty. And there are flats in London built, sitting there empty, unsold. There's no point. Housing shortage is not national. It is a localized housing shortage. There are some areas that have very acute housing shortages and there are other areas that don't. So there's no point about talk, saying we've got a national housing shortage. That's just not true. We've got intense and acute housing shortages in some localized areas. And that's where house building needs to be done. Affordable house building at pace needs to be done. Planning passport for urban brownfield development with fast track approval and delivery of high density housing on urban brownfield sites. Cool. As long as it's where they're needed. And this is the last bit, which I'm afraid is not good news for affordable housing because they're saying first dibs for first time buyers, supporting younger people with the first chance at home, homes and new housing developments with a government-backed mortgage guarantee scheme. This is a weird like, version of help to buy because it's a mortgage, a, a government-backed mortgage guarantee scheme giving first-time buyers the first chance at homes in new housing developments. So that 
is just help to buy in a different form. And what we're seeing right now is people who use help to buy struggle. Some people in, in a, trapped in their mortgage, trapped in negative equity, and trapped with 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 rising debts and rising interest rates on their debts. Um, and help to buy has definitely contributed to the house price bubble. So this is the one area I don't agree with. I think if house prices come down across the board, that improves affordability for everybody. And if you build enough new houses where they're needed, then you won't need to have someone having a first chance. Because if there are enough, everyone has a chance. So just build enough. That will help bring prices down. Don't start artificially inflating house prices with that sort of scheme again. That's a bad idea. And by the way, uh, I have now requested an interview with both Angela Rayner and Michael Gove to interview them both on their housing plans as, um, uh, before we lead up to the election so that we all know who's best to vote for, whoever's plans we like the most, right? Um, I've had acknowledgements, but not yet agreements yet. I don't know if I'm going to get them. Maybe I'm not a big enough fish to... to, 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 to land that kind of interview, but I'm going to, I'm going to try and I would really love to do that. Um, is everyone still there? Cool. Yeah. I'm sitting here in the car and it's all very, very quiet, but, uh, just want to check you're all still there. So that's Israel. Sorry, not Israel. That's, um, labor, um, labor's plans for boosting housing in one and a half million houses. That's big news. That's big news. Um, now here's the final fact of the week, which any of you who follow my channels and follow X or YouTube will probably have seen my ranty, ranty videos about why this is basically a loan sharky product that exploits vulnerable people who are in difficult positions. I'm going to go through this one more time. I want to make sure everyone understands my position on this. Because yesterday I got a massive kicking on Twitter from mortgage brokers about this. Even when they admitted that my number one objection to this is valid. In fact, my, we're not going to that. Let, let's just go through this. So mortgages as low as 3.35% launched to help struggling owner occupiers. Right. This is point number one. It is intended for struggling owner occupiers. Understand that. This is a product designed for people who are already in unmanageable levels of debt. There's no question about that, right? This is a product designed for people who are un, already in unmanageable levels of debt, struggling by definition, debt, right? They already have too much debt. Well, a nice low mortgage interest rate sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Sounds really fantastic. Um, so let's have a look at this. Skipton Building Society has launched a low-rate mortgage range aiming to support borrowers at risk of payment difficulties. Right? These are people already in trouble. Why? Because they've got too much debt. The mortgage, I, I am not anti-mortgage, right? I am not anti-mortgage. I'm not anti-mortgage brokers. I am anti-exploitative products where companies exploit vulnerable people in a vulnerable position for profit. The mortgage products will give owner-occupier Skipton borrowers approaching the end of their current deal and who will be financially stretched on current rates the opportunity to bridge their payments by maintaining a lower interest rate for two years. Sounds good. Sounds great. I mean, 
who, if you were struggling to pay your mortgage, would not love the sound of that. Oh my God. We're like, wow, this is fantastic. Maybe we're going to be able to keep our house. And of course, I want people to keep their houses. I want my, 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 my beef about this is very specific. The member only, so existing customer only, two-year fixed rate deal includes a 3.35% rate for borrowers with a 40% deposit. Okay, let's just unpack that for a minute. If you've got a 40% deposit or 40% equity in your home, I don't think you're very likely to be struggling. And if you are, you just need to sell because you've got equity in your home. And a 3.59% rate for those with a 10% deposit. Now, I can absolutely believe that if you're a 10% deposit borrower, uh, a 90% mortgage, that you may well be very, very stretched given what's happened with interest rates recently. And here's the sting in the tail. The deals do, however, carry a fee. A fee. Understand what a fee is. A fee is just money. Bang. Money that you, the lender, have to give them. Give them money of 5% of the existing loan amount. So if you're 100 grand, they want a fee of five grand on, from you up front in, before you can have the discounted rate. Well, obviously, no one's going to pay. If you're struggling financially, you haven't got five grand to pay up front, have you? Oh, but don't worry. They'll just add it to your loan. They'll just give you more debt. They'll make your debt £105,000, not £100,000. So it's like taking out a second mortgage, but instead of buying a, a kitchen or a conservatory or repairing the roof or improving the value of your home with this extended mortgage, no, 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 it's just a fee. You've taken out a second mortgage to pay their fee. So they lend you the five grand for adding onto your mortgage and then they take it back and pay it to themselves as a fee. And you then have to still repay that five grand as well, right? It's like it's double dips for them. So what it means, okay, so they have to cover their ass. The society said the products present members with another option. Really? What if it's their only option and it will not be right for everyone? Well. It's crucial lenders offer as much support as we can, says Charlotte Harrison, who's the CEO of, of Home Lending for Skipping Building Society. According to Money Facts, across all deposit sizes, the average two-year fix is a 6.4%. So they're talking about pretty much halving the rate, almost. The society said, this is where I call bullshit. The society, Skipton Building Society, said the move extends the support that it already offers through the mortgage charter, which many lenders have signed up to. No, because this isn't supporting. This is like a drug addict who's desperate for more drugs but can't afford them going to their dealer and getting another big hit that makes them feel okay for two years. But at the end of the two years, they're going to be even worse off than they would be without this product. Now, I know some people say, uh, but Charlie, look, this might be the difference between someone keeping the house and not keeping the house. 
If that is the case, it already means you can't afford your house. And what I would say to you is sell it now. Because two years from now, when you're going to have to sell it, when this cheap rate ends, house prices are going to be even lower and you're going to be have either even less equity or be in more negative equity. You will be worse off unless, unless, unless you are certain that there is a lump sum of money coming to you before, the, not, not hope that there is, but are certain there is a lump sum of money coming to you before the end of those two years. Okay. If you know that, then okay, fine. If you're absolutely sure, then this is a bridging loan. It's an expensive bridging loan. Now, as with any, and they use the word bridging themselves, as with, as with any expensive bridging loan, you only take it out because you're certain that you can pay it back. So, for example, if you take out a bridging loan to buy a new house just to cover you because you need to sell the old house, and when you've sold the old house, which you don't have a mortgage on, you'll then be able to repay the whole bridging loan in one go. Yeah, that's fine. That makes sense. And you'll pay quite a high rate for that. It's short-term borrowing. That's fine. This isn't that. This isn't lending you some money while you dispose of assets that you need to then repay it. This is lending you more debt, the thing that got you into trouble in the first place, hoping that two years from now, you'll be able to continue to afford paying it. And in the meantime, what it does is it makes Skipton's accounts look better. They're lending you money to pay themselves fees. Now, this is normal. <clears throat> Some people go, well, Charlie, this happens all the time. People put the, uh, the arrangement fee uh, and they always add onto the loan. Okay, if you're taking out a 200 grand loan and you have a 999 pound fee, so call it a thousand pounds, that's half a percent. And I can see where people go, oh, let's just add that to our mortgage. That is not exploiting someone in a vulnerable position. Right. But to put that into context, so a, a thousand pound arrangement fee for a 200 grand mortgage is half a percent. This is 5%. This is 10 times larger fee. I mean, but, yeah, but Charlie, it's all swings and balances. It's got, the point is this it's going to people who are already using their own words, struggling, and giving them more of the thing that's making them struggle in the first place. Yes. If you've got a lump sum coming within two years and you're certain you can pay it off and this actually saves you in the short term because you can't afford your payments otherwise, fine. There's a very small number of people who might be in that situation. And obviously it makes sense for them. But for anyone else who's doing this in the hope that things will be better two years from now, I would say bad advice, sell now. Where do I live? Okay, th that's that's a real problem. But you're going to have that problem two years from now. So you're kicking the can down the road and two years from now, finding somewhere else to live will be even harder than it is now. That's the point. If you are already in distress, as per the video I put up on YouTube and Twitter this morning on my, on my posts, that uh, documentary about those three people facing repossession in, the, in, in 2008, right? Had they moved sooner, one of them was a mortgage broker, had they moved sooner, it wouldn't have been so bad. So what I'm saying is that Skipton Building Society are paying themselves a nice fat fee and putting you into more debt at their benefit. So I utterly reject that this is helping people. It's helping Skipton. If you really want to help your customers, you've got 20 more years with you, then give them shorter rates now, smaller rates now, 
and whatever extend the term. You know, a discounted rate for two years plus an extended term to pay it back. That actually helps. Yes, they'll be paying more interest in the long run, but it isn't increasing their debt. And it's so important that everyone understands the difference between your debt and the interest on your debt. They are two different things. Don't conflate them. They're not the same. Right. <clears throat> and yeah, change is coming. Thank you. The best, what have you got there? The current best deals on a five-year fix is, with a 10% deposit is 5%. Yeah. Help is zero fee and paying off the homeowner's current mortgage. And Mike Dennington says, agree, Skipton are preying on people who do not understand the consequence of taking such predatory deals on. The whole system stinks, and this is a fine example of the smell. Smashes. 5% criminal. I think this, this is the kind of step that needs the FCA to have a look, the Financial Conduct Authority to have a look and go, we don't think this is actually something that's okay. And yeah anyway guys that's five fact friday um does anyone have any burning questions for me quickly if you've got a burning question stick at the bottom otherwise i'm going to go because i haven't had any lunch yet and it's approaching two o'clock and i'm starving um thank you for watching um tanya day says this is so interesting i'm learning loads Thank, that's the whole point here. Let me wrap up with this. While I wait to see if any of you have got questions, let me wrap up with this. I had a lot of, a lot of mortgage brokers yesterday going, no, Charlie, no, 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 you're wrong about this. This is, this is okay. This, this helps some people. Unless they know they've got a lump sum coming within two years, in which case I would accept that they've got themselves into trouble, but they've got some form of bailout coming and Skipton can cash in on that and make the fees on it. That scenario keeps their home which they otherwise couldn't afford to keep. And I really mean only if they otherwise couldn't afford to keep it, then yes. But that is the only scenario. The other scenario in which I would say to someone, yeah, take it, is if you're going to say, we know we're losing our home. We're already in negative equity. Um, this just buys us two more years in our home at lower payments. So that actually is less bad than losing it now. But, and, and we know we're going to lose it two years from now. I mean, even then I would say, you, how are you going to be sure that two years from now won't be worse, a worse time to have to sell up and move out than it is now? Um, XR2828 says, are these mortgages Connells will be pushing? Is it broker only? So this is not new mortgages. So Connells won't be pushing this on new buyers. No, but Connells is owned by Skipton. And, and Connells does push mortgages. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, contemplating doing a video on why I think the whole Skipton Connells empire and it's enormous is in trouble. I don't have proof. I'm just seeing signals. I'm seeing cracks in the dam. Um, Jamie says, what are you having for lunch? I don't know what I'm having for lunch actually. Um, guys, I'm going to call it. Um, thank you so much. Please remember that if you are a mover and you'd like my help, you can book a time slot with me at my website, mhwc.co.uk. Um, the links to all of this are below. If you're watching this on X, I will immediately after this live, I will put the links below 
in, in, in a thread below the video. Um, otherwise, you can also find the links on my website, mhwc.co.uk forward slash blog. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for watching. See you in the next video. Bye-bye.